This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us and for following Working Like Dogs on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, and my co-host is my amazing service dog, Lovey. And we're thrilled to be with you today to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today, we're going to be visiting with Jeff Fink and his service dog, Earl. And Jeff is the founder of Go Fetch Wellness. And that's an organization that's dedicated to supporting individuals with disabilities who are living with mental illness to help them connect and interact with dogs. And Jeff is going to talk with us today about his personal journey and his passion for animal-assisted therapy, which of course will include lots of information about the work he and Earl are doing together to help others who are living with mental illness to experience the incredible human-animal bond. So come right back after these quick messages as we welcome Jeff Fink and Earl to the show. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're so happy to have Jeff Fink and Earl with us today. Hello, Jeff and Earl, and welcome. Hey, we're really excited to be here. This is our one of our favorite podcasts. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you for saying that. Well, we're so thrilled that you're with us because you guys are doing some amazing work that we really want to share with our listeners about your wonderful organization called Go Fetch Wellness. So tell us about that, Jeff. How did you start it and what is Go Fetch Wellness? Yeah, definitely. Maybe it's, it's best to kind of um, start with my story. I, uh, I got into this world through uh, really through desperation. I battled severe persistent mental illness for the last 17 or so years. And during that time period, I traveled across the country looking for any and every remedy or anything to, to help me find stability and, and otherwise very hopeless condition. What it looked like was more uh, severe depression and anxiety, insomnia, uh, medications, while they were uh, supposed to play a, a larger role, did not work that well for me. I was tried on over 70, 70 different combinations of psychiatric medications. And for those of y'all who have taken at least one psychiatric medication, you know of the, the difficulties that can ensue and the, and the difficult side effects and 
sometimes making your condition even worse. And so I, I went through the, the medical model. I tried many different uh, therapies, cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectal behavioral therapy, different interventions. I did things that were very out of the box, more alternative types of, of things. And I just wasn't getting better. Uh, my episodes of, of severe depression would keep me bedridden for several years on end. And that happened multiple times in my adult life. So that would be looking like two years of, of being unable to function at all, not able to, to leave the home, to connect with people socially, to, to remind myself to eat or, or eat too much or too little, very little sleep. And so somewhere along the way, uh, it was recommended to you know get an animal. And I said, there's no way I, I can bring an animal into this world I'm living in. I'm, I'm not caring for myself. So I certainly don't want to bring an innocent animal along. And in actuality, that bringing that animal into my life and that, and that animal sitting at my feet, he's the chief canine officer of <laughs> okay. GoFetch Wellness. And he's, his name is Earl. He's four and a half years old. And so at two months old, I got him and my life changed beyond belief. And so from there, during the training, he, he's what's called an owner-trained service animal. So I know a lot of your shows, you've had some of the best of the best, large, uh, very, very successful, great uh, agencies and, and people that have spoken on their behalf about their work as service animal organizations. And in addition to getting your, your dog from an organization, you can do what's called owner training a service animal. And that's, that's what I have done with Earl. And so through that process, and, and certainly through the public access portion, when I was taking him out to places that animals are not typically allowed, uh, grocery stores, movie theaters, etc., people would start sharing their stories with me. They would say, you know, I have a, a son that's been bullied. Um, would a service animal help him? Or my parents, uh, I just lost my mom and my father's not eating and leaving the senior living center that they're living at. You know, would a dog help? And just people kept sharing their stories. And I said, you know what? There's such a gap between the over nearly 70% of households that have pets and the, the one in five uh, individuals living with a diagnosable mental health challenge. So I said, you know, go fetch wellness is really what I want to do uh, to help fill that gap and specifically for the world of, of mental health. And so that's what started. And the name go fetch wellness indicates that, you know, wellness isn't going to just come to us. It won't come in the form of the best therapist or the best medication. Really, we have to strive for and quote unquote fetch wellness to really um, experience what I know is possible for others out there, certainly that have had uh, similar plights to my own. Well, I really appreciate and applaud you for sharing that with us, Jeff, because it's really hard. I know it's hard for me to talk about my disability, so I really appreciate you really putting that, articulating that about, I mean, getting your head around 70 different psychotropic drugs is unbelievable. So I'm just so happy that you're doing this work and that Earl had such an impact on you. And, and I want to ask you, because I, I want to hear about the services that GoFetch Wellness provides, but before that, I want to ask you, how was it for you when you got Earl? I mean, you said bringing a dog into that world. How was that? And how did that world start to change when Earl came into your life? That's a great question. When Earl came into my life, we had Shelties growing up and they were really the family dog, which basically meant, you know, my parents took care of the dog and we got to 
enjoy all the fun benefits, but certainly, you know, we had a yard, so there wasn't as much walking the dog and really caring for it like I do with Earl now. So when he came into my life, I got him at a point where I was doing better, of course, where I was able to take on the ownership of a dog. And the life-changing part for me wasn't in specifically in the task that I've trained Earl to do. It was really, it was having this, this social support, this companion an animal that really could get me out of my head and into the present moment. Certainly with a puppy, new to dog training, new to service animals, he's a golden retriever. And while they're very smart, as you probably know, they can also be stubborn because they are so smart and sweet. And so he certainly kept me on my toes. And, and for him, it was, uh, you know, for us, it was growing together. And so our, our connection and, and that keeping me in the presence of that cyclical, repetitive thinking that my mind just automatically went to and the negativity and beating myself up and the severe anxiety was all like just, it just dissipated with him in my presence. And, and he allowed me to then go out and start connecting with others. It's, I'm sure you're aware you've got beautiful, you've had beautiful dogs and, you know, they're just conversation starters that people will, will come up to you and start talking and sharing about their animals. And there's nothing better to me than talking to animal lovers and hearing of great stories of others' animals and how they've helped them, even if it's in a way that's maybe not as impactful as someone with a, a, a disability, but just help them in their everyday life. So that's really where where Earl has played a significant role and, and certainly also getting me out of the house and, and outside exercising, moving, breathing fresh air, getting vitamin D through sunlight, and so many things that... I hear you. That is so true. You know, one of the big realizations for me, because, you know, Lovey is a, my service dog for my mobility limitations, but I can't agree with you more, that whole social piece. I just wasn't prepared for how much it would relieve my anxiety about waiting out in public for my husband to pick me up and having people stare at me. I hated that. So I would usually mm. just stay in my office and wait because I didn't want to be stared at. But then when I had this gorgeous dog beside me, nobody cared at all about me anymore. They were looking at this beautiful animal beside me and wanted to know more about her. So it did. It just alleviated so much of that social anxiety. So I really appreciate your your comments about that. And and I, I think that you really can't understand the magnitude of it until you experience it. Yeah, that's that's so true. And that's a beautiful point you made about, you know, when we're out and about, people will certainly stare at me. They'll wonder, well, is he a dog trainer? What's wrong with him? Why, why does he have a dog? And, you know, people will refer to this as an invisible disability. I'm, I'm not a big fan of that term, but but really, you know, the fact is, I don't, just like you, I, I used to hate, I, I, even if people weren't staring at me, I felt like they were. And so I felt that, yeah. you know, that anxiety and those eyes just peering at me. But now when they're staring at me with Earl, it's interesting. I don't really, I don't have that experience. I'm figuring he's a large dog and we're walking through, we're just living in New York City. And 
some of the places are, are certainly very difficult to navigate with a big dog, including the, the subway system or the buses and just the crowds. And, you know, I just noticed that people are curious. They have animals at home. They want to know, you know, what what is this animal doing for him and how is it helping him? And so I, I'm kind of like an ambassador. Uh, uh, that's how I do my mental health advocacy. It would be a lot more difficult for me to be standing in the line at the grocery store and turn to the person behind me and say, I live with severe depression and anxiety, they most likely would choose a different line and, and not really want to talk. But if I say, you know, this dog here is what's called a mental health or psychiatric service animal, then it just it opens up that conversation. And it really, it really lowers the barriers of being able to talk about about my specific challenges. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love Earl. Well, tell us about the services with GoFetch Wellness. What are some of the types of work that you guys do? Definitely. So when I was looking into, you know, how did I want to structure GoFetch Wellness, it started off as saying, you know, I really wanted to work with those with severe and persistent mental illness, those like me, the 4% or 10 million people that aren't getting adequate relief from psychotherapy and medications. And so the way that looked was I wanted to uh, start, I started working in the Atlanta, Georgia area at a, at a treatment center there. And I would visit and I would work to try to get people out um, outside, just outside, even if it was walking, you know, or sitting out on the back deck or walking half of a block just to start experiencing what leaving the confines of a treatment center was like. And, and did that help them? And did fresh air give them a moment of peace in their otherwise tormented mind. And so we started doing that. We led groups and it's interesting people will, animals are really great motivators for people to attend groups. It's, you know, instead of the old, uh, here we're doing a group on social skills. Well, we're doing a group on social skills and there's going to be a golden retriever there. Wow. You know, everyone, everyone's ready to come to the group and can we interact with the dog? And, and really they learn through the dog. So, you know, I'll still teach the same curriculum, but it will be through Earl. So instead of talking about, you know, you should be doing this or try this, which many people have heard countless times, it's, it's like, well, here's how animals interact and here's how animals behave and play. And really what I'm doing there is just taking the pressure off of them. It's on the animal, it's on Earl, it's on animals in general, but people are still learning and saying, wow, and they're making that connection. Well, this is this could be really beneficial for me. And then what I started doing, in addition to the groups, is I really wanted to offer this in individualized fashion. I know you're, you're familiar with, there's tons of great therapy animal organizations. One that comes to mind, one of the oldest was Pet Partners, formerly Delta Society. And they have done amazing work in getting the masses help in therapy animal visitations, whether it's in schools, nursing homes, hospitals, Etc. But what I feel like is not happening, and I haven't really been able to find that, are, are the being able to individualize those therapy animal visits and serve the people that are homebound, those that aren't able to leave, or those that were at the uh, psychiatric hospital benefited from the, the day that the animal came, the, the, the dog came to visit, but then they go home and there's no continuity of care. What about sending teams out to their home, continue that human-animal bond, that strengthening that relationship? And so that's what I started doing is visiting people in their homes, and I would work with them 
wherever they were at. If they were like me, you know, it would be several sessions before they would even want to get out of bed to to come and, and join us while Earl went and used the restroom outside or whatever motivation it could be to get them outside and, and out of that kind of stale, uh, repetitive environment. And so that's really where I see GoFetch Wellness continuing is getting more people involved. So it's not just Earl and I visiting people in their homes, but it's others maybe that have owner trained their psychiatric service animal that have that lived experience that can then share their dog with others, just as I've, I saw on your website, you share Lovey with the program at the, um, I believe it was Lovey that participates in the therapy animal program at yes. the Humane Society. Yep. And yeah, and so it's building on that. It's, it's having, and I'm sure that's extremely meaningful for you to be able to share, you know, a dog like Lovey with others and see the impact that can have. And that's how it's also very empowering for me to be able to let Earl be a therapy animal for others. And I just, I feel like there's, there's certainly those out there. And if you're listening, please reach out to Go Fetch Wellness. We want to make a network of people across the country that have an interest in working with dogs, even if you don't have your own dog or other animals. Well- And that's one of the things I want to ask you about. But hold on to that thought because we're going to take a quick break and hear some important messages from our sponsors. But that is one of the things that I want to ask you about, about people getting their own dogs when we come back. So hang tight. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Going back to my vet and saying, you cost me a lot of misery and all total, $2,700 in doggy fees and all it took was one container of Dynavite, two pounds, three ounces, and my dog has been cured. Abby's a five-year-old Silky Terrier. She had like chicken pox on her belly, clusters of bumps on her back, and she was allergic to like 70-some-odd things. So the dermatologist, it was like, oh yeah, just keep giving her needles every 10 days, but she's not clearing up. And then I, it came up on my radio, Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. Dynavite is nutrition. I give her the Dynavite after five weeks, and one morning there was nothing there, and I'm like, she's all clear. There wasn't one blemish on her body. Her fur is beautiful. She is totally happy. She is a healthy, bump-free, pimple-free, shiny, silky. It turned our lives around. So thank you very much for Dynavite. I couldn't be happier. Dynavite's the bomb. 859 1000 859-428-1000. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. 
and we are visiting today with Jeff Fink and Earl from GoFetch Wellness. And before the break, we had just touched on, Jeff, about you were talking about the incredible work that you and Earl are doing and, and doing in people's homes. And I was just wondering, do you help people actually, because I know you take Earl and, and work with Earl with them, but do you help people get their own dogs? Yeah, we certainly, we've realized that there is certainly a need that people can't rely on, on Earl and I to come visit once a week for the remainder of our lives, that we realize that we want to get people their own their own animal. I say animals because it's not always dogs, but that that is our focus is dogs, but sometimes it's cats or guinea pigs or birds or fish tanks. So it can be a, a variety of different interventions. But what we want to do, and, and kind of our process is first the introduction of the human-animal bond, so it's usually uh, with Earl, and then it's those that respond well to that, it's helping to get them more involved, involving volunteering at their local humane society or animal rescue, learning about different animals and different breeds of dogs that might be a good fit, working with the, the treating professionals, their therapists, their social workers, psychiatrists, to try to develop certain plans and criteria that would that would match, let's say, a dog. And then eventually it is, it's helping them. We help set up um, different trainers and animal behaviorists and those that are experts in their field and say, you know, here's what we're looking for, for let's say person A. And please let us know if an animal comes to the shelter, if you know of a breeder or, or whatever it may be that fits this kind of criteria of, of really a sociable, highly trainable dog. And then it's, okay, now let's get the animal and let's help integrate that into their life because we want to set people up for success. They've had so many failures in the past that we want this animal and the bond between the person and the animal to be successful. So we follow them throughout the implementation of an animal into their life and help them with all the overwhelm. The What do you do for vet care and food and how much exercise is needed and what would happen in the event that someone would need to go back to the hospital, who would care for your animal. And so we, we help take the overwhelm of everything out so they can focus on that bond. And I know you have had on your show, uh, Jennifer Arnold of Canine Assistance, and uh, you encouraged me to get her book, Love is All You Need. And it's all mm -hmm. about this bond-based approach and and I just am such a believer in that because it's not these animals aren't aren't robots and but it's it's about the bond. It's about the bond that the, that a human has with an animal that I think is the one of the biggest predictors of success and a, a successful relationship with each other. Yeah, I know, and I've I've heard you say, and I love this, that they're not robots and that it is an ongoing working relationship where you have to continue training together and working together. And I think that is so important and what a lot of people don't understand is that you're not given a dog that, that's just going to do whatever you tell it. It's a living, breathing, feeling being that you have to motivate and you have to honor and you have to respect and work together. So I love that. And I know you have that on your website, which is so important. That's so true. You know, I was just listening to the uh, to one of your last episodes on um, the gentleman, the CEO of the Humane Society of yeah. America or of the U.S. And he talks about how, you know, everything has a heartbeat and, you know, and the way we, we treat our animals. And it is so true. And it's and the one point that I really want the listeners to take home is, 
this may sound great to you. Let's go out. Let's get a dog. You know, be very careful and just going the first dog you see. Really try to find someone like me, like Go Fetch Wellness. Contact us, and we'll help set you up with someone in your area because there is more to it than just that's a beautiful dog. And, you know, at, at the shelter, I want to save every animal and take it home because, you know, some animals are, are better for others. And it's really, it's very uh, kind of particular. It's not rocket science, but there is, there's a series of steps to do. Absolutely. And it's a huge commitment. I really appreciate the other things you've touched on, vet care and food and all of those things. It's, it is really a huge lifestyle, financial, emotional commitment that you have to make. And it's worth it. It is so worth it. But that awareness of what someone is really committing to is, it is so important. And I'm so glad that you guys are working with people to really help them through that process because it is a big decision. It's a huge decision. And I would say most of the calls we get, someone will say, I need a service animal now. And I'm, and I, unfortunately, I have to say, even if I was an organization with a multi-million dollar budget, it wouldn't happen that fast. And for many people, it's not always a service animal for what they need, at least for those that I'm working with. It's a companion animal, an emotional support animal, one that's tied to them that can help give them great relief whereby if it's a service animal, as you know, this, it's a, a lot, it's a long process. It can be very expensive and, you know, and there's, it limits the amount of dogs we can place with people because, you know, for, uh, I think I read that Lovey knows a hundred different tasks yeah. um, or commands. I mean, that is incredible. And, you know, for someone to get an animal with that kind of training, uh, it's several year process. And I'm not sure what organization uh, that you got it from charges, but they can be upwards of forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars. And so, you know, that's not feasible for a lot of people unless they have an organization kind of behind them. So I'm encouraging people to really consider a well-trained, well-thought-out companion animal first. Yeah, it's so true. And I know I always tell people that you really need to look at it as making a huge life purchase, like buying a house or buying a car, because you need to really look at what the options are, what your needs are. And like you said, some agencies do charge an awful lot of money. Some do not. But that means you might have to wait longer to get a dog. But you have to weigh all of those needs that you have and what the requirements are too for aging because they are all very different and I that's one of the reasons why I really like Assistance Dogs International because they have some parameters around that and they have the public access test which you touched on also which is great for people that do self-train their dogs I always encourage people I think it's great if you can self-train that wasn't an option really for me but I love that they have that public access test and I tell people be sure that your dog can pass that test so that you can be out in public safely. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a great uh, resource for those that are looking for service animals from very reputable organizations that, you know, have to have a lot of criteria met in order to, to be a resource on that website. And, and I applaud the, the service animal organizations out there. And I hope that there'll be more that will be catering 
to those with psychiatric challenges. I know that they're starting to, we see more for, for veterans. And of course, we want to take mm-hmm. care of our veterans first and foremost, but that's also leaving a lot of other people kind of, you know, in the dust, so to speak, that aren't veterans still are experiencing, you know, very distressing lives. And we, you know, we lose a lot of people, unfortunately, to this illness and and to other illnesses as well. So I just think I'm a big fan of collaborating with those out there that have the experience and knowledge. And I would never call myself an expert in anything. I want to work with people, not, you know, against them. So... Yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, so I know our, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but I was hoping, Jeff, that you could share with our listeners one of your and what comes to your mind as one of your greatest client success stories. Definitely. One of the, the earliest clients I worked with, she was in her mid-20s when I met her and had spent the majority of her life since about 14 years old in different treatment centers. And uh, that was because she just she's had a, a very difficult time. She couldn't really operate in society uh, with her challenges. She uh, lived with schizoaffective disorder among probably 10 other diagnoses. She would hear six voices at a time telling her to hurt herself or hurt others. And so it was really a, a distressing situation. And when I first met her, she presented signs of allergies and she Oh, I can't be near Earl. I'm very allergic. And you actually would think she was allergic to dogs. But of course, her mom had assured me she's not 100% not allergic. But that's the way her, her mind, you know, would trick her. And so what happened was she wasn't leaving the treatment at all, wouldn't, wouldn't go outside, had been gaining a lot of weight from the medication she was on and the lack of, of movement. And so we started working with her. And at first, we would take a two-minute walk. And in that time period, there would be some panic attacks. And it would be 10 minutes and panic attacks. And we kind of just did things very slowly at her pace. At the end of our working directly with her, probably, let's say, four to six months later, we were walking, you know, the whole hour of our session. We would go into the Home Depot She'd introduce people to her service animal, Earl, and she'd start talking to, to strangers. And it was so beautiful. And you could see the light in her eyes. And, and she wasn't having these panic attacks. She wasn't presenting symptoms of allergies. She told me when she was with us, it was one of the only times that these voices were really subdued, that they weren't torturing her, her mind. And she went on to, to get her own small, like a Bichon type of animal that now lives with her and, and she's living on her own for the first time in her life. And it's, and it's just really amazing. And I always want to kind of give credit to her for the work she did and, and trusting in us to, to be able to help her on her journey. So beautiful, so beautiful. And it it is just, it's such a gift when you really have that interaction with an animal. And I know it's dogs that we think of the most, but it is, it's other animals as well. And I just love the work you're doing, Jeff. It's awesome. And I also love how you're really working to connect with others. So tell us about how can people, how can our listeners get in touch with you and where are you guys based now? Are you in New York City now? 
We've had several moves since Earl was born, and we're started <laughs> in the Atlanta area. He's a southern dog born north of Nashville, Tennessee, and we've lived in Atlanta. We were in New York City, and now we're in, in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. So certainly um, we work in the Atlanta, Georgia, and North Carolina area, but also we help people remotely. So if someone calls from you know New Mexico, let's say, and they say, you know, really, I, I love what you're doing. You know, I'd love to have uh, my loved one experience this. What I would do is I'd reach out to local trainers. I'd, I'd be able to ask them certain questions to determine, you know, do they have a, a good foundation of mental health? You don't want you don't want to create more burdens than needed. So a, an amazing dog trainer might have zero bedside manner in terms of of working with someone that uh, has severe anxiety, let's say. So really, that's first and foremost is is you know those listeners out there. If you're if you're in the animal world and have a passion for mental health, please reach out so I can keep your your information and, and know where you're located. If you're a student that's interested in this, please reach out. You know we're constantly. I'm, I'm trying to create a, a pilot study now with a local humane society. So. Research is, is a, a big part of, of this field of continuing research. And if you're a mental health clinician and this is something of interest to you, reach out as well. I've got great resources and things to share because really it is. It's about connecting with people all over with those that have been at this way longer than me. I mean, you've had been working with a service animal for 20 years, right? So over you know, 20, you, yes, <laughs> over 20 years. I mean, I'm just a little baby in this world uh, compared to that. And so I would be, uh, it, it wouldn't be prudent of me to not connect with those that have been around longer that have seen things and to learn from them. And so that's really, that's what we want to do. We Go Fetch Wellness is about working with everybody to really create what I want to see is, is a, a change in the way we treat mental mental health challenges. And of course, an animal is not for everybody, but for those that it, it is for, like for me and yourself, it's life-changing. Yes, it is. And, and unfortunately, that is when people think of service animals, they think of a guide dog who's helping someone who has vision loss. But there are so many other things that dogs do for us. And I feel like, as I've said so many times, we're just at the tip of the iceberg as to what dogs can really do to help us as humans. So I'm so glad that you're doing this work and that you're helping to create awareness and educate people about the benefits of dogs for people who are living with with mental illness because it's amazing and incredible what a dog can do for somebody and how they can increase your quality of life and get you out of bed and back into life, which is awesome. So when you say people reach out to you, is the best way, Jeff, through GoFetchWellness.com? Yeah, I just realized when I was saying that, I I got so caught (laughs) up in what I was saying yeah, so it's just uh, gofetchwellness.com is our website, and, and under there, is a, there's a contact link where we'll have my cell phone as well as our email, which is just gofetchwellness at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, although since we are a small organization, I'm in charge of all social media, and I have been taking a little bit of a break from that now because it can be rather over- overwhelming. You get stuck on the computer and, and managing your social media and, and then that takes me away from, from meeting with clients. So exactly. yeah, certainly 
Find us in any and all avenues. And Marcy, thank you so much for your show. It's my go-to podcast every morning when I take Earl out. I, I look for new shows all the time. And you're doing such great work and advocacy for those with disabilities. And I just think uh, I think it's incredible. So thanks for thank having us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. We're so excited that you could be with us. And we hope that you and Earl will come back and continue educating us and, and sharing with us about the incredible work that you're doing at Go Fetch Wellness. And we'll also be sure to have your website up on our website so that our listeners can have that information so they can reach out to you. So thank you and Earl so much, Jeff. Give Earl a a big hug and kiss for me and Lovey. Thank you. I will. And, and same to Lovey and Whistle. Okay. Okay. Will do. Thank you, Jeff. And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. We are so glad you joined us today. And we'd love to hear from you. So please keep those emails coming. And, you know, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We love to stay connected. And you can also email at Marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. So thanks so much and take good care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.